if it isn't physical, he'll experience three or four erections during the course of the night. Mm. <laughs> this is the science fiction yeah. uh, rating system, and Jane, bonus. I see what you do is you count bonus. Yeah, yeah, counting bonus. Count bonus. That's what we do here. We count bonus. <laughs> we rate them on the science fiction rating system. My name is Sam Draper, and I am joined by Chris Redding. Hello. And Alex Humphrey. Thanks, I've got a surname this time. I'm not <laughs> indulging your diva lifestyle of going around in one oh, name. Oh, man. No, bring you back okay. down to earth with a, with a jolt this, this episode. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, so this is the show where we rate science fiction films. Uh, last week we rated Contact, a rather serious and dry 90s science fiction film that we did enjoy. Heavy sci-fi. Heavy sci-fi. Let's flip the script and go to (laughs) the opposite end of the spectrum with 1984's Dreamscape, uh, directed by Joseph Rubin, who, what did he do? He He did Sleeping with the Enemy. And Gorp. Gorp, pardon? Gorp. It's uh, it's, it's like National Lampoon's. I think Dennis Quaid is Gorp. Producer of this, Chuck Russell, is he mm. a relation mm. of um, um, Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. I don't know. It's quite a common name, Russell, isn't it? Yeah. Let's let's have a look. There, there is actually an interesting thing about Chuck Russell, though. Um, do you know what film he did produce as well as this? No. Nightmare on Elm Street Three, which Ooh. is quite telling, isn't it? When you've seen this film, but yeah. anyway, uh, it's, he had a hand in the script as well, as did David Loughery and. If you're doing Six Degrees of SFRS, the link there is that he wrote Star Trek V. That was his next mm. film after this. It was his fault. It was his fault, Star Trek V. So, <laughs> um, this, and I mean, the story, it says the story is by David Loughry, but I read a thing saying that there's a guy who wrote a book with this plot who's pretty sure David Loughry has ripped him off. Yeah, I wondered how you felt about that, Sam, because um, <laughs> yes, well, that means there's a book as well of. Uh, well, that, that's why I read Russell that. Russell directed The Mask. Did he? Oh. But under a different name, Charles Russell, but it's the same person. Oh. Good Chuck Russell facts. Good. Thank you. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was came from a book, and I might mention my book at some point. Uh, we should. It was a bit different, though, wasn't it? But but not... Yeah, it was different. No, it was different. <laughs> it was much. okay. Yeah, I was worried, but it was different. It went on okay. to direct Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, oh yeah. The Scorpion King. Oh, oh he's still a lot, then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Chuck's been round Hollywood. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, so Dreamscape, none of us have seen this before, had we? No. no. I've seen the poster. Yeah, <laughs> attached to a different film, maybe. <laughs> and so, yeah, breach uh, of this Trey's Description Act. Yeah, yeah, this film was recommended by Alexander, our foreign listener, and when we saw the poster, we thought, oh, it looks like an Indiana Jones romp, because I'm going to put the poster on the art for this episode so you never look at it. It's a blatant case of mis-selling, isn't it? Um, yeah, he's huge. stood with a torch, which I don't think he uses at any point in the film, mm. uh, with a child mm. and Kate Capshaw behind him. I don't think those three people are ever on screen at the same time. I wonder if the poster no. artist was the same person who does the... Possibly. Mm. Uh, someone was trying to get an audience to come to this film who... He's, he's wearing the Indiana Jones outfit, yeah. which he never wears <laughs> no, during he never this wears film. film. I mean, no. no, not at all. No. Um... It is, yeah, creative license gone wild. So let's get to the real film. Um, we start with the president, as we often do in these films, <laughs> don't we? Yeah. Uh, who is having some pretty low-rent dreams, let's be pretty, honest, yeah. uh, about the apocalypse. But it's a pretty crap apocalypse <laughs> happening on. We His don't know he's a president at that point. No, we don't know. It's just no, an old man. It's just, some guy's, it's just an old man's dream with an old yeah, woman yeah. in it. Yeah. It's like the weirdest opening to a film, isn't it? It's like, who is this? Yeah, it's <laughs> very strange. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. And really, they don't pay off his president for quite a while, do they? You don't, it's no, not for a little no, while until no. you know what's going on. Anyway, so yeah, he's having uh, apocalypse dreams. And just park that for now, because we're going to go meet <laughs> Alex Gardner, who is Dennis Quaid. What's everyone's thoughts on Dennis Quaid as an actor, eh? We've seen yeah, him in uh, Inner Space so far. I, mean, I think that's the end of the film. He's pretty shit, isn't he? Yeah, it's, not great. it's forgettable. He's very forgettable. He's basically a low-rent Harrison Ford, isn't he? And a bit younger, that's sort yeah. of his thing. Would he ever... He, he, did he ever reach, like, A-list status? I'm not sure he ever did, did he? I think... No, but... It, I think Inner Space well, no, is his A-list film, isn't it? Well, no, and Day After Tomorrow. And that, if you look on IMDb, it always has that thing of, like, the top four films are in, and it's Inner Space, 
and day after tomorrow, mm. and then two other things. I don't know what the other two other things are. They're not they're not huge, are they? Mm. Uh, oh, oh, far from yeah. heaven and in good company. Yeah, I don't really know. Either, no, so mm. now. He, I mean, for me, he was immortalised in the uh, horror film Pandorum, which uh, uh, yeah, true. It's hilarious because they clearly got him for a day. He like he literally sits in a seat. He's in like half the film. He just doesn't move from one seat. <laughs> it's brilliant. Anyway, yeah. So Dennis Quaid's here, and you, that's it's kind of a sign that you're on the lower end of an '80s film, aren't you? It's not going to be a blockbuster because yeah. you've got Dennis. He's Quaid. smarming it up, isn't he? He's smarming it up. He's trying his best. He's a psychic dropout. He's he's turned his psychic powers to evil to go and gamble and uh, pick up women and generally be a bit of a low life because he can't and make and, fake posters. And uh, play <laughs> yes. the saxophone as well. And play the saxophone, yeah. He's sort of every woman's dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sort of. I love that bit. That bit when he gets back to his flat and he plays all the messages on the phone and yes, yeah, there's one's like, oh, I hate you, I hate you. And then obviously she's had a sexy dream about him and she's like, oh, I love you, I love you, whatever it is. And then he just picks up the saxophone for no apparent reason. And he's just like... Just like plays the saxophone for a bit. It's just so odd. That's how he likes to unwind. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's all just set up because let me get to... Oh, actually, I was going to do parts like Alex, but I mm. neglected to name part one. But part two is called It's All Fun and Games. <laughs> so Paul Novotny, played by the wonderful Max von Sydow, mm. uh, yep. is a serious business psychic who is running a a, <laughs> a black ops... A black ops going into dreams psychic land aided by Jane DeVries, played by... I think played by Kate Capshaw, who can't act, can she really? Let's be uh, honest, she's terrible. Yeah. No. Spoken, spoken by her. Uh, yeah, she was in the room, let's say. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so he, basically they want, they want Alex to come back and work at Dream Academy, where they're going into dreams. What was their actual motive for going into dreams long term? What was it they're trying to do? Help people. Was it? Because they can, like all scientists. See, I, I th- yeah, I, I struggle with this film because it's kind of relies on the psychic stuff, which I wouldn't really classify as sci-fi. Ooh, um, very oh, it's also a bit weird how they do just take that as a baseline that psychics exist and they go around doing psychic stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like she just that. drops like this guy can move balls around. Yeah, psychokinesis, yeah. telekinesis. Yeah. And that's happened, and that's fine. Yeah. Now for some yeah. crazy shit, we're going into dreams. Yeah, it's a bit, mm. yeah. bit of a leap. So yeah, you're saying it's not sci-fi. No. But the, I would contend, though, that the machine they're using to interface is a sci-fi machine. Okay. I agree. Maybe. Although by the end of the film, he's not using the machine, is he? But Is Inception sci-fi? Because they use a similar dream yeah. machine. Yeah, yeah, sci- yeah. It's a sci-fi film. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Also a bit like Sam's yeah, true. Yeah, but well, that's more of a... happened, what what film isn't like Sam's books. <laughs> to, to be honest, Inception though is that is a clear like I was ripping that off. Okay, there's, a, right. there's, a, there's a bit of that book that I had to rewrite because I was just like I've just basically written the bit with um, you know when uh, what's the name Juno first goes into the dream. Oh yeah, I just wrote that scene. I was like shit. I've just written out this. <laughs> so I changed that anyway. Uh, yeah, so he's joined this place and, uh, and that's, I asked that question because really. The film has fallen down already because there's not really any sort of. You don't really get the the gist no. of who they are, what they're doing. Kids, there's a brilliant that when they bring him in and they take him first in. There's a guy at the desk. He's like, "Oh, can you sign in, please?" Like really weird. Like, oh yeah, like, yeah. Just, like standing, and then then Squid's like, "I'm not signing anything." Yeah, don't worry about that. And they're like, <laughs> and, then, and then he just goes, "Oh, don't worry about yeah. that." And then he looks really confused. But it's like it's such an odd scene because why were they getting him to sign in? Well, it's a weird black ops place if you have to sign in and sign out when you yeah. go there. And also, why was he so upset? With so- why did he not want to sign in to the building? I don't really- yeah, I love that. It's that kind of weirdness that Dreamscape seems to have quite a lot it's, of. Yeah, that, that kind of weirdness there is... It, it, that's like very amateur to me of like, we've we've worked out <laughs> we need a black ops place. Mm. What's going on there? Shut up. Get the camera out. Let's, don't worry about that. <laughs> <Just film. laughs> yeah. yeah, we know he's got to go in here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he goes in and he meets Tommy Ray, who is... Uh, David Patrick Kelly, who is excellent, he's all right in this, but he's good in, yeah. he's fantastic in Twin Peaks as Joey Horn, um, uh, who is the just sort of a creepy version of Dennis Quaid at this point. Um, yeah, and we get some fun dream action. So um, Dennis Quaid goes into the dreams of an old pervert man whose <laughs> his wife is cheating on him. Um, yeah. oh, it's a bit, bit of fun, isn't it? <laughs> I love that bit when he just looks at the he looks at the Japanese man. He's like whatever he says, like. 
oh, not you too. Yeah. You know, whatever his name oh, is. And the guy just gives him this really weird smile. I wrote that down. Uh, you too, Fakota? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so Brilliant. And he just gives him this weird little cheeky look. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, that's super weird. So now for a question, right? Oh. If we're not getting too deep, do either of you have a recurring dream that you'd want uh, Dennis Quaid to go in and fix for you? There's, um... You haven't got to tell me if it's, if it's like... Uh, I don't even think. I've had dreams about, like, I, I'm not, I don't have, I'm not claustrophobic, but I've had dreams about, like, tight spaces and, like, yeah. you know, weird, you know, when you're in a building and suddenly the corridors are all, this is very much like a film, you know, very, very much tighter, or you have to squeeze through, stuff like that. I my Dennis Quaid just to come in with a hammer and just say, there you go, it's easier to walk now. Yeah. Something, something <laughs> simple like that. You know, look, it's okay. Just, like, do a bit of home repair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like those, 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 you know, those stairs don't go to nothingness. There's a door at the top. You're all right. That kind of thing, you know. <laughs> nice, yeah. I'm, I'm, and he'd be up for that task, I think. That's about Dennis Quaid's yeah. level of uh, of skill, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything for you, Chris? Mm, no, no comment. Oh God, all right. <laughs> no, no uh, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't no, have any enough. things that I can remember. Nothing sticks out. No. Nothing sticks fair out. Fair if I get if I get hugely pissed. Sometimes I think that uh, a fox is trying to get in through the door. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, so you just want Dennis Quaid to tell you it's not. It's not a fox. Don't worry. Or, or, just, yeah, or just when I'm going to have that last point, just he comes up and just goes no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, with a fox in his arms, look. he can just he can just nip it <laughs> yeah. in the bud there. Yeah, that'd be good. How about you, Sam? Uh, well, I used to have. I mean, the, the reason that I wrote that book really is because I used to have. <laughs> and, and, and endless recurring nightmares. I st- I spent most of my twenties every night having yeah. nightmares. Um, mostly, I used to have one about being like uh, skinned and hung on a hook. Oh god! Which I used to have constantly. Predator uh, style. Predator but I don't style. anymore. I don't really have nightmares anymore, yeah. which is nice. They seem to have gone. Maybe Dennis Quaid did come in. And well, that's what I'm thinking. Now. Yeah, I'm trying to work out. There's a turning point where he came in and fixed it for <laughs> me. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so he's doing like low rent stuff like this, and there's a kid who he also he goes into that other guy's dream, the steelworker's dream. Oh yeah, and, yeah. The, and the steel worker just dreams about being at work. Yeah, on a, on a. Yeah. But he's like flo- he's so floating in the air, isn't he, in front of a girder? Yeah, and the girder hits him. Yeah, it's, it's so just... unsafe. Whoever you know, <laughs> t- that, is that his nightmare? He's like, I'm breaking so many safety yeah um, regulations yeah. regulations Maybe. here. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah again a lack of imagination from the writer. Maybe. We need a dream. Oh, blokes on some scaffolding. Yeah. If it was like he was at work and then there was a really weird creature there as well, yeah. That'd be better. Yeah. I mean, you've sort of built yourself a plot where you can literally do anything, can't you, and be as yes. wild and as yeah. interesting as you want. Unfortunately, most of these setups seem to be kind of very pedestrian, like it was exactly. Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Rather than, you <laughs> yeah. know, film... Yeah. She yeah, wrote. the third of these like early dream ones is the kids who's just like living in a kooky like madhouse, isn't it? Actually, a bit like your house, yeah. Alex. Your crazy nightmare house. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, my house. Yeah, it's a bit like that. <laughs> not your real house. No, mm. not like my real house. <laughs> not living in like a, a, a fun fair. Um, the foxes. What about the foxes? There was no foxes in it. No, I mean in my dream. Yeah. <laughs> what about them? Carry on. No, I just don't. We can't talk about them. Just... Oh, well, okay. Sorry. Move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they knock at the door. Is that what you? The They're always scratching, there. trying to get in. <laughs> um, yeah, so this disturbing. is all. This is all pretty dull, isn't it? Yeah, it's Basically, really dull. I was really uh, lost interest along, in this yeah. movie. Yeah. So was... anyway, things are going to pick up a little bit because Bob Blair's here, and Bob Blair, yeah, Bob Blair, Bob Blair, Bob Blair. Not only he's got a great name, Bob Blair, but Bob Blair is so black ops. He's beyond black ops. He's like the blackest yeah. of black ops. He's so black, he's gone back to white ops. He's like beyond black. Uh, and he is, Chris I mean, Plummer. again, doesn't make, yeah, Chris Plummer doesn't make much sense. Um, is he knows that the, I, I think that's what's going on. He is a, the president has woken up and told him I'm dreaming about disarming. I'm going to disarm nuclear weapons because yeah, of my dream dreams told yeah. me I've got, I've got to do it. Yeah. And Bob Blair's like, no, <laughs> what is Bob Blair's problem with the end of nuclear war? Well, he's like the a new. He's like the military establishment, right? Yeah, he's a warmonger, kind of. Yeah, but is that established? Or is that are you inferring that from what you know about other films? I think films? it's inferred. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I don't think the film actually spells it out, do they? No. You're giving it too no, much you, credit. You're, you're, you're putting more plot onto this film than the plot actually the had. represents the military-industrial establishment. Yeah. In your mind? Well, I think in, in, in any script, normal movie, they would have established that he works for a... That's what or, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Always, I think, or gets a check from... I just want to make sure that Dreamscape doesn't get the credit for this character because it is yeah. our having watched films that has created that yeah, character. Because yeah. the film doesn't, the film just puts him in a suit and puts him near the president. And, he just likes yeah. the status quo. Yeah. You, you could draw an analogy between, like, you, like your opening quote about them, they're looking into people with erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Uh, and then you could draw an analogy between Bob Blair worrying that if we're if America is disarmed from nuclears, like he wouldn't be able to perform. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe there's like a bigger <laughs> yeah. like maybe there's a, a bigger bit, thing yeah. going on. It's a bit like uh, about... Doctor Strangelove, the general yeah. in that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We're doing all the work here. Dreamscape has done yeah. none of this work. Well, uh, just to refer back to uh, Sleep My Horrors by Sam Draper again. <laughs> yeah. What would be a better idea here was in my book, people were going into dreams and planting ideas. It'd be yeah. better if Bob Blair had got his own Black Ops going and was planting this dream to make him nuke somebody. It's incepting people. Mm. Exactly. And the yeah. president had got it. No, we don't call it incepting. Not, it's, not, <laughs> it's not called that in my Legally, we cannot call it incepting. <laughs> Yeah, so he was he was doing that anyway, and that like basically yeah. the, the president got the wrong idea, you know, got the wrong end of the stick. Yeah, yeah. No, that would have been that would have been a better. Yeah, that would have been better. That would have been anyway. a story. Yeah, because because <laughs> then the guy would have been doing it because you know the other one, the um, the guy from Warriors, the guy from Twin Peaks, because he's all like, oh, I'm super skilled. I've been doing it for ages. Yeah, but he could have been doing it for ages because he's been doing it on the president. Yeah, and that's where he kind of got his skill. And that's where I thought they were going a bit too far. Yeah, yeah, that's a much better plot. You're right. Yeah, and the president's got <laughs> yeah, it wrong. It's and, a and, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at least Bob Blair's here now, and Bob Blair is taking interest in the dream world. He's gone to see Novotny. He's like Novotny, mate. I'm taking over. For for reasons we don't know, these two know each other really well as well. I guess because Black Ops know Blacker Ops. I don't really know what the yeah, that's a bit weird. The deal is, and then oh look, here's Norm from Cheers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, another bit Norm. of film that makes no Hi, sense. Norm. <laughs> yeah, Norm. Everyone has to shout Norm. Don't they? How's it going, Norm? How's it going, Norm? Not so bad. Um, yeah, so Norm turns up, but he's writing a book and he's really into conspiracies and he knows everything about what's going on because reasons. And too much, what yeah. is what is the point of any of this? That was silly. That bit. It's so right. people get a job and get paid. Got no. Yeah. Again, it just feels like you don't. There's no. What is the point of any of what's going on? All, all he does really, he tells Dennis Quaid, uh, "Watch out for Bob Blair, isn't he? The government aren't yeah. into it." But but Dennis Quaid was already kind of not into it at all, was he? That's his whole character. Was I'm not into it. You know, government. well, unless he's helping little children, he's not really into it. Yeah, or trying to, or trying to rape people. Yeah, or was, rape, well, well, that's, not even trying. That was the next one going to get to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the next scene. Yeah, uh, accepting I mean, people. Yeah, it's basically a, a rape, isn't it? He he comes back. He comes back from seeing Norm in, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a, a scene that's cut short, I guess, because they ran out of words and just thought that's the end of this. <laughs> God knows what's going on there. It comes back and he decides, oh, I'm going to try doing this Inception business without actually having my Inception machine. And he gets in there and proceeds to basically mind rape Jane DeVries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Complete, complete with coming out of the dream and going, it wasn't me, it was you. You wanted it all along. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know. It's absolutely <laughs> awful, that scene. Yeah. Like. You know, you just, I was probably like doing like that, sort of, you know, like pulling your collar sort of face, like, just stop Uh-oh. talking, mate. This is getting yeah. worse and worse. No, it's absolutely, like, yeah, it's absolutely awful. Just in yeah. case you didn't think it was a rape, we're going to double down on it being a rape. Um, yeah. Yeah. Didn't he say that, yeah, it just happened? Like, oh, it just happened. I just went in your dreams and had sex with you, even though I've got the power to go in dreams and do what I want. I think he, I think he I literally have. says you wanted it too, doesn't he? It probably does, yeah. and then, but then she's all like, "Oh, I do, but not yeah. not like that or something." Oh, it's really terrible. That, the bit, 80s. that goes a bit too far. That bit, I'd say. It's what Chris it was the eighties. It was, but we have watched the eighties films that managed to get through without raping someone. You know, <laughs> having your hero become a rapist. <laughs> do you know that originally there was a love scene involving Alex and Jane? It was supposed to take place in the middle of the film. I'm assuming that this part involving nudity, but it was deleted for pacing issues and also. Because the MPAA's new PG-13 rating guidelines. Mm. Uh, The love scene was featured in the film theatrically and on its original video release, uh, but for its image DVD release on PG edited cut print or TV versions, it was taken out. 
So mm. that's weird, isn't it? Um, talking of that, uh, just a little aside, we mentioned Infinity War in the break. Did you did you know they took out a joke about the Zune? There was in the theatrical version. There's a joke about the Microsoft Zune, and it's not in the home release. And that's What's all the Zune. What's a Zune? It was like the Microsoft iPod. Remember it? That's weird. It's an odd, that's weird. odd I've never code, heard of that. Why would they do that? I don't know. You don't remember the Zune? I remember the Zune. It was like a big, fat, chunky iPod. Was it with um, what with Star Lord? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. No, I saw it at the cinema. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was in it. What? And they've taken it that's, out. The... That's not in the home release. Oh. Oh god, that's uh, weird. I'm going to show. Maybe they were, maybe they were sued. The zoom didn't sued. last. Um, I'm going to put a zoom in the chat for you, Chris. People at home, look at your look. Get your zoom out of the drawer. Oh, no one has zooms. No, is no, that a speaker in it? The must have, or a finger? It must have come and gone. I can't remember. I that. think yeah. they, they pushed it for a few years. It I became, remember something else similar to that. There was something so, else. Um, it's they they called it their Spotify equivalent eventually. Yeah. Uh, retail of it, it was available from 2006 till 2010. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Anyway, what, what we've we been talking about? This is nice how boring. One. You're going to get a zoo. Dreamscape. Rape, rape. Yeah. Dream rape. Dream Trying to get away from that rain with zooms. Let's get back to the zooms. Well, that's the end of that. And now, oh no, that was part three. That part three was called dot dot dot. It's the government. <laughs> oh, uh, very good. And now we're into bloody part government. not the bloody part government four. Again. Uh, Death Dream Showdown. Ah. Oh, good name. So, um, I mean, th- it's not a long film, is it, thank God? And yeah. we've somehow <laughs> got to the final battle where the the few pieces that are on the table get thinned out. Novotny dies. Um, the, quite the, horror. I mean, like quite crappily, really. He's just in the back of a car, isn't he? Yeah, just vanishes and he's got a cold head. And that's it. Uh, Norm gets shot at some at a prep a pep rally, <laughs> which is random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, classic stuff. And yeah. uh, the president's brought in for his his close up, which involves going to sleep. And well, they're going to fix him, aren't they? They think. But what's actually happening is Dave Patrick Kelly's next door. I mean, also the whole setup that they're basically they're all in adjoining rooms, <laughs> listening at the yeah. walls to hear what's going on. Yeah. yeah. It's like a kind of like like Frasier. It like is very kind of television, like isn't it? Farce. It's very like <laughs> you're right. Yeah, it is very television. Murder yeah. she wrote. Yeah, all the yeah. people are like. I'm sure everyone in this was in Murder she wrote one episode of it at one yeah. point. Especially yeah, the, like, especially the president. I'm sure he was in an episode of that. It would work a lot better as like an Outer Limits episode, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not stretched so much like this, and yeah, um, yeah. So they're all in their adjacent rooms, and you've missed a bit when uh, oh, sorry. Alex is. In the in the car park, and he makes a phone call from a telephone oh, yeah. box in the middle of nothing, <laughs> and then they just drive a car at the, at the telephone box for no reason. That's brilliant. Yeah, and, that, and then a whole bike chase where he ends up. Sorry, yes. At the racetrack, and then he comes off the bike into some hay that just happens to be. That's the action sequence. At, yeah, the bottom of the stairs of a racetrack. That's it's just so stupid, isn't it? Yeah, they obviously just thought, "Oh, we need some action. We haven't had, we've had too much dream stuff." Someone said, have, "Have you seen the poster?" that's not the film I'm making you've got to put something in here what does he know Jones do he rides a motorbike at one point yeah yeah let's make where's short round can we get short round (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably not Um, yeah I did forget that I mean he probably fell out with capsule (laughs) yeah this is this is after raid um, Temple of Doom isn't it yeah Temple of Doom is 81 isn't it no 80 no I don't think it is actually when is Temple of Doom uh, Raiders is 81 isn't it so when is this before uh, Temple of Doom is it the same year same year yeah and do you know that both films uh, have a scene where a man still beating heart is ripped from his chest yeah oh, yes <laughs> yeah gonna get to that as well yeah like um, what a weird cliche for her to be stuck in films where men's hearts yeah, so, are ripped so, so, from so do, you think, of... do you think this poster was literally just to play off that yeah, yeah. because Temple yeah. of Doom came out in uh, May and this came out in August the same year yeah, it's just to play into it, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, terrible. That's a really blatant <laughs> bad thing. And also, I mean, you've got literally, like, Temple Doom's not a great film. What's the worst thing about it? It's Cape Capshaw, isn't it? Yeah. She's terrible in that film, just screaming all the way through. And you've got the one thing no one wanted from Indiana Jones. <laughs> Let's stick her in another one, like, person like that. You've got the everyone. poster artist. Yeah, and the poster yeah. <laughs> Yes, he's attached. He's attached. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to the President's Dream... And we get to have a, what should be 
an imaginative, wonderful showdown. And really, it's probably the most interesting <laughs> bit of the film, isn't it? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so we start on a train, a nuclear train. And yep. uh, David, um, what's his name? Sorry, not David. Kelly. What's his name? I forgot his name. Sorry. It's Tommy is the Tom, Tommy Ray. Yes. Tommy Ray yeah. jumps through the window and goes, oh, you're here too. Two for the price of one. And uh, basically becomes Freddy Krueger sort of, doesn't he? He has like little Freddy Krueger yeah. nails. Yep. Yeah. Oh god! It's and rips the guy's heart out. Yeah, rips the guy's heart out. Completely not in the tone of the film so far. Like just gone oh. randomly into. I mean, it's kind of a horror film now, isn't it? For this last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Alex, as a resident horror expert here, um, Nightmare on Elm Street is before this, isn't it? Was it after this? Uh, I think it's before this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not seeing that film in a long time, but this film is ripping that off, isn't it? At this point. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's. Oh, I think I, I wrote it down. Because it's Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, the three movies within a year of each other dealing with dream manipulation, uh, <laughs> Brainstorm, which was a year earlier, hmm. uh, and Nightmare on Elm Street was released three months later than this. So it was obviously being made at the same, or you know, oh, right. released just after it. But yeah, no, Nightmare on Elm Street is uh, way better than I'm this. Not oh, obviously, that. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's still good, but similar. <laughs> But similar, yeah, yeah, similar, but no government or... Um, no, no, no. You know, there's no science in Nightmare on Elm Street, no. apart from take a load of drugs and try and stay awake, uh, which no one bothers to try and do in this. I mean, you know. They never really uh, get that far, just, do they? No, they don't just wake <laughs> up the president, do they? Instead of like, you know, they could just do that, couldn't they? They gave me sedatives. Yeah, or why couldn't they go into Tommy's room and just shoot him so he's not in the dream anymore no like physically shoot him yeah or literally you just you go into president's room and move him slightly further away <laughs> <laughs> like, like push him off the bed or something brilliant brilliant and then it, he could like he could like just like tommy like flicker out of his dream yeah he's a bit further away and he's, and he's like shuffled up and then like bob blair's pushing the bed across the room just trying to get the signal back have you got him have you got him <laughs> that would have been and he's up, up on top of the wardrobe i think i've got him i think i've got him <laughs> we got a signal That'd booster. be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh that doesn't happen. They're just no. in the dream. Um they Tommy turns into a ninja though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, cuz he loves ninjas, which has been uh, foreshadowed by him having a poster on the wall. Yeah. Uh, of, of just nunchucks and like shuriken and stuff. Yeah, he walks menacingly <laughs> down a corridor. And we get some like weird makeup, don't we, of um they're like post-apocalyptic fallout zombies. Yeah, some mutants that he's that the president's made. Yeah, it's quite an anti-nuke <laughs> film, isn't it? It's very anti-nuclear uh, weapons. I mean, a bit. It's I, I tried know. to be. I think it's tried to. They've tried to retrofit some sort of message, message on, but it's mm, it's maybe. crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and also in the midst of this, that Tommy Ray says, you're in, in a dream now, I've been trained for this, I can literally do anything. Mm. But what he comes up with in terms of like just shuffling across the room and getting a bunch of zombies to be convinced, like they say, he says like, oh, he's the guy that made you all yeah. zombies. It's not the most imaginative way of getting someone well, dead, is it? Well, they say, don't they, that if you're killed in a dream with a dream knife, yeah. it's like you're stabbed with a real knife. So why can't Tommy have a dream gun? and shoot everyone, or even a dream bomb, or a dream, Nuke. I don't know, anything Nuke. really, Lance. <laughs> yeah. Rather than dream nunchuckers, probably dream nunchuckers aren't really going to uh, do it, are they? I mean... I mean, you've hired well, a nunchuck. It's bull, bull crap, isn't it? Because what happens <laughs> yeah. if someone just, like, dreams a million nukes? Yeah. Ev- oh, yeah, they're, they're dead. Everyone in the world Everyone's... dreaming in that dream world will be dead. Everyone's dead. You see, in uh, the uh, book Sleep My Horrors by Sam Draper, <laughs> they spent months studying the dreams and there ah. were like, very strict parameters they had to stick to. Um, yes, because if so they're not, um, they're not, you're not, in your book, they're not supposed to be seen, are they? No, no. You're, you're like, they're like, they're working in the background. It's supposed to be influencing people. Well, they, they, they're like taking, better. they're taking the place of someone in the dream mm. who's already there. That's why they have to get, get it so spot on. So if anything goes wrong, the person will wake up. See, right. and that would be much better in a film because then you'd have characters who you don't think are characters who are characters because they're in the dream. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So you'd have that whole like, oh, is it just someone in the dream? Was it someone being manipulated, you know, by someone in the dream? Yeah. That would be really good. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's all it's things that when you're writing a story, you, the, the first thing you come to is we can't, we can't just have him have this like weird dream knife because it won't work. There's too many plot holes. It makes you wonder what the book's like this is based on, you know. 
What's going on in that? It must be yeah. awful. Um, then Tom, then Tommy turns into a snake because Dennis Quaid is, is scared of snakes. Dennis Quaid like hates Jones. snakes. Yeah, which again, Indiana Jones like. Yeah, and we get a big, a, a, like a it's a stop motion snake, isn't it? I think is it stop yeah, motion? That's really bad effects because really Indiana bad. Jones had used all the snakes. <laughs> They'd run out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. think it is quite scary looking though. You know, kind of weird. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, just kind of at odds with the rest of the film again, and the snake chases them a bit. Uh, it's dogs. It really dogs. is like utter garbage. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I have to say, sorry. Oh, I agree yeah, with you. It's, it's, I keep getting uh, these bad ones on my hosting weeks where, like, yeah, I get to the, end know, of the yeah. film and my notes just vanish, and I'm just left sort of like sighing a bit because I don't know what to say about <laughs> yeah, it. It really is. It's pretty, but it was hits. fun. I found it fun. I was. Well, you find anything this. fun like this? Yeah, I do like. You this always find the fun in yeah. shit. I do really like this trash. Yeah. Well, I um, just get angry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so basically, yeah, there's a snake and there's dogs, and the president, it, the worm turns, and they sort old Patrick, one, one th- uh, Patrick David, David Patrick Kelly out by um, Dennis Quaid unlocks the ability to, I guess he's got into because he know he's read a pa- he's read a paper about the fact that um, <laughs> Johnny Ray killed his dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and he gets poisoned by the snake, which like miraculously turns into like a star person. Like, I don't know what's going on with his skin. He becomes all like, yeah, weirdly yeah, radiated. Weird. Yeah, and then reappears as Tommy Ray's dad, and he's like, "Oh, you killed me, but I'm your dad, mate." Oh no, yeah. I love your dad. Well, jokes on you. He's a president to stab you. Fuck, fuck yeah, dead America. And then we yeah. get, uh, and the president plants a flag on Tommy Ray's chest and goes, <laughs> "America." <laughs> and then they all stand up and salute and sing the national anthem. Oh no, that doesn't happen. Tommy Ray dies. Bob Blair gets away because I guess they want to make a sequel. That's well, the implication, isn't it? That the, the, the president's like, oh, Bob Blair's too too powerful. Mm. I can't take Bob like, Blair down. It's like they suddenly realised, they suddenly took this plot seriously. They suddenly realised that Bob Blair just can't die because he yeah, he's more, more powerful than the president. No, I, I honestly think they're set up a dreamscape too there. Yeah. But then they killed him. Oh, he dies! Like, oh, I forgot, I forgot that bit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, it's right? Like, it's coder. like someone yeah. said, "Okay, no, 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 no. We can have this. We can have it going in dreams. We can have, you know, Fukawa having sex with that man's wife. We can have all this craziness." <laughs> but Bob Blair would not just be killed that simply. He would get away. So we have to think of another way of getting rid of him. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah. How can I forget the classic? Uh, how did you get in here? It was easy, and then. He bites his head off, doesn't he? Rips his own face. I think it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, and that's how Alex Gardner kills Bob Blair. Bob Blair. Yeah. And um, then they get on a train. Yeah, so the final insult is that... Just in case you haven't been crapping off already. They get on... They, they're, they're dressed like it's the 50s. Yeah. Uh, and Jane DeVries and Alex Gardner are getting on an Amtrak to go across country. Um, ra- very randomly dressed. They yeah. get in the car and have a little pash... And then the conductor comes out, and it's the conductor out of the dream. So, what do you do? You think he's got the ability to manipulate people's dreams? I think yes. I I think that the dream, I think the rapey dream, that's the conductor has used his powers to go in that dream. But in the end, that that man is real. That's not a dream anymore. That's the real man. The conductor revealing him. Yeah, he's revealing himself, saying like, "Yeah." Oh, so the end. What? So the end is real. Yeah. And that guy was just hanging out in the president's dream just to watch what went down. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Right, okay. He's, he, yeah, he's, a, he's the um, the backup, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is he Secret Service? Maybe. He's, Maybe he, he's super, super black ops. <laughs> Even deeper state than Bob Blair. He's the deepest of all states that can do yeah. He's transparent ops. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's phasing out of time and space. He's ops. transparent aluminum ups. Transparent aluminum, yeah. But it felt like it felt like <laughs> as a, like this would have been a good TV series. It's a reference no one will get, Chris, because that got cut. That episode did. Oh, did it? That was oh, the, yeah. that was the Star Trek one that got cut out. And oh, the only, yeah. I got the, I got the one quote, and on the thing, like I just had you going. There is not a thing such as transparent aluminum. Whatever it was, there's like a yeah. That's all that came out from the episode. But anyway, what do um, you, we've lost that. What we have no Star yeah. Trek four. No, no, it was the, no, pre- it was the, the preview show. It was oh, the quiz on the preview, preview show. show. I lost my bit Damn. of the recording. Damn. 
And so I just got a quote from Alex and a quote from you, yeah, and everything yeah. else was gone. So, yeah. yeah. It, it kind of, this film felt like a terrible 80s TV series where they would like travel the country, a bit like the A team, go into people's dreams, help them out, maybe solve a crime. Like Quantum Leap. Yeah. Yeah, like Quantum Leap. Quantum Rape. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dream Leap. Do, 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 do. Ah! then they could have kept bob blair because he could have been chasing him across the country yeah like uh sliders yeah with yeah, the, the wonderful uh maximilian arturo yeah yeah that would have worked and the crying man yeah maybe I they st- should reboot this film maybe they should bring it back should reboot sliders <laughs> should reboot. they should reboot sliders it's a lot of sliders. Was sliders? Yeah. Did they use a machine to do that? What was the? Was there a technology involved? What was the? Wasn't it? No, I think they. Had, wasn't it just they solved something and then they just got moved on? It's like Quantum Leap, wasn't it? Was it? They had no control was over it because they, they were trying to get back, weren't they? To the original, like where they came from. Okay. Because um, didn't because um, they changed the cast member? I think didn't they? And I think the one of the original cast members did get back to their original time. They left from ah, there. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Don't remember. Slide is more interesting than Dreamscape as well. Anyway, so uh, what does everyone think about Dreamscape overall? Chris, what's your overall opinion of Dreamscape? Uh, terrible. I wasted my time on this. <laughs> I'm I'm angry. You're angry? No. no. Wow. Obviously, we've, we've seen worse, but I think it's pretty low down. Okay. Uh, Alex? I, I thought it was fun. I, I mean, it was stupid. Right. I didn't think anyone was very good. I mean, Max von Sundau was quite good and Bob Blair was good. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just found it I found it quite entertaining. Lawn Mower Man's like the, the digitised version of this, isn't it? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I, yeah, I just thought it was fun. Like, um, rubbish, but fun. Entertaining enough. Would you call it a bold mix of horror, action, and comedy and a very fun experience? <laughs> comedy? <laughs> no. Would you call it underrated, an extremely fun genre picture? No. Not, no. Not underrated. I'd call I'm it su- a breach of the trace description act. <laughs> <laughs> As you said before, I'm surprised I hadn't heard of it before because it's a kind of cheesy rubbish that I loved when I was kind this... of in, uh, in secondary school and stuff. Or even in university, I'd have eaten this up at that point and... Yeah, I, I can't believe. I mean, I th- I'm guessing because it's like the the heart pulling out scene. It wasn't shown as a kids' film like when yeah, Back to the Future stuff was on TV a lot when we were growing up. Mm. It didn't get shown. Maybe it's too scary. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And just probably just not very good. I mean, there were plenty of bad films that we used to watch a lot when we were kids. Um, yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, it's pretty obvious what I think. It was absolute trash, but um, I had a bit of fun. I guess I don't know. I, yeah, I was. I didn't ever turn off the TV, and <laughs> you know, I, and I only fell asleep yeah. once. And I even went back and watched a bit. I fell asleep on like Tira, uh, not uh, what's that one called, the, the dinosaur one. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh god, what's that, what called? that called? Paul it's Rex or something? Oh, Theodore, Theodore Rex. Rex. Theodore Rex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. went back and watched a bit. I fell asleep during. So that must have been good. odd going to sleep during Dreamscape. Uh, I, I fell asleep as he was on the run, you know, like yeah. in that um, back in the track on his bike. Yeah. And I woke up like right at the end when he was on the uh, on the on the train at the end, the Amtrak train. And I was like, what? Wow. Yeah, I was very, I was very confused <laughs> as to what had gone off. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a classic. I'd, I would like to know, though, why Alexander chose this film. If you'd like Maybe to write back tell in. Us. Yeah, and tell us yeah. what what is it about this that you thought... Is it we had to see it? Was it a particularly mm. bad film you knew, or are you a great big fan of Dreamscape? I do. Like I said, I did quite like the fact they were just like, yeah, they're psychics, get on with it. I like that. I like when a film does that. Do you know what I hope is that because I think Alexander's from uh, Denmark. I hope that over there, this is like revered as a classic, and they all watch it at Christmas oh, wow. or something like that. <laughs> That'd yeah, be great. Yeah, <laughs> that's the answer I want to hear. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll, we'll never know. But no. we'll, hopefully, we'll know. <laughs> He'll hopefully tell us. <laughs> Right, let's rank it then, shall we? Um, uh, Alex, as the biggest pusher here, you can go first. Where would you put uh, it? 70... Uh, under Universal Soldier, above Armageddon. 78? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Chris? No, it's got to be lower than that. Um, I would put it probably 82. 82. Below the Martian and above Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, yes. Yeah, it's not as bad as Deep Blue Sea. I think it's better than Night of the Lepus. Um, So I would say 80. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No, you're better than the Martian. Right. Oh man, that film sucks. Though. The Martian was terrible. At least, like this knew what it was. What it was, the Martian was. Yeah, and this had no budget, and it was just a cat. I mean, this was made very quickly, very cheaply. Like, yeah, the Martian had money, bloody everything, didn't it? And it was still. I've got sucked. to stick up for Ridley Scott now because I'm on his team. So, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I can't be seen to be. Uh, oh no. Oh dear! This is gonna this is gonna kind of skew the uh, rating. We have to cut, cut him out of the Ridley Scott episodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! He can't write Alien now. Yeah, no, especially not Alien. He can't write that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For the, Ridley Scott on instead. We didn't mention last week, did we? Chris won the uh, Alien. Yeah, short making film. an Alien short. Official Brilliant. Alien short. An official Alien. Well short. done, Chris. Well Thank done you. indeed. So what's the yeah. what's your next step in that? Uh, I've got a call with them tonight at like 11 hmm. and then we're going to get their notes on the script. I don't think they've got too many notes, hopefully. And then uh, we're then, yeah, it's just pre-production for the next couple of months, really. But Do you know them. yet like what they are doing in terms of the the alien? Like, what is it up mean? to you to, because you know, beforehand we were saying like, we do they, they trust you to make well, your own alien actually, or whatever. Actually, mine hasn't got much of an alien in, has it? So I suppose it's just right I can't in. talk about it. Oh, right, no. okay, okay. But, um... No, no spoilers. Yeah. But well, so he's, uh, sent you... some photos from set or something, or some production. Oh, no, no, we want no, a set, no, no, you can't even do that. We're, we're going to record an episode on the set, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, if we should do, definitely. Yeah. Definitely a photo shoot. We should yeah. get dressed up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all good. Brilliant. That stardust getting it creeping ever closer. He's like, mm. Chris has been following those trails of dust, and now he's like leaping from dust trail to dust trail. <laughs> and eventually, he'll be his own star. This time uh, next year, cling in the sky. We'll yeah. be millionaires. Brilliant. <laughs> well, you'll be a millionaire, and we'll be hanging off your coattails. Yeah. Trying to oh, work out to. some way that contractually we are involved. Yeah. And not allowed to rate Ridley Scott films anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's when no, that's when we can then go to Hollywood and go right, quantum rape. Let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, okay, so what we said, we've said uh, eighty. Uh, you said better than Night of the Lepers. Right. Yeah, and you said better than worse Universal Soldier, and Chris said better than. I thought it was better than Deep Blue Sea, but I thought The Martian, in what it is, even just. In what it is, it's just a higher value product. It's just... Yeah. Which is why it's worse. Even the story is better. I mean, that's going some. Like, it, it's it got a story, you know. It, yeah. I think you're convincing me here. I think the needs yeah, to go below the Martian. Yeah, it's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind that. I mean, it's not got it's not got sharks in it. So, is it worse than Deep Blue Sea? Because they have has got sharks. We, in it. I mean, there's an argument for it to go further down, but it's just. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I think is I really it's probably hate, worse than Deep Blue Sea. Actually. I don't hate Day After Tomorrow. I hate 2012 because I think they're fucking boring yeah. films. Uh, and then it just gets into farce beyond below that. Yeah, it gets <laughs> it does really, yeah. doesn't yeah. it, after that, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, David Loffery's Star Trek Five there at number 91. He's uh, mm. he's doing well, old David. So should we say below Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Why not, eh? Cool, 83. So that is now 99 films in the oh. list. Wow. So it's been a long road, as that Enterprise song says. Um... And I forgot, I've lost my train of thought. I was, I was writing at the same time. What's this film called? Dreamscape. Dreamscape. Let's, let's me do one thing at a time. Right, 1984, Dreamscape. Should we go to the future and find out what's next? Well, that week? was my link. I was going to say, I was doing a whole link and it's gone. But I was going to say, yeah, let's find out what would be the sacred 100th film. Well, Dreamscape, hey? What a crazy, crazy thing that turned out to be. <laughs> or maybe not. Who knows? I Here we are. Really... Worth watching, and I'm glad it's at number three. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? 
Um, but for now, what's happening next week? Alex, let us know. Well, we're doing 1984, the movie uh, made in 1984. I think they must have planned that. Uh, obviously from the <laughs> book uh, by George Orwell. Um, and we're doing it because it's coming out on Blu-ray in um, in England for the first time on the 13th of August. So hopefully this will be timed around then. I don't know. It's a premium it should, package. It should be the week, I think. Yeah, yeah, it should be. That would be good. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, in a, in a holo- oh, uh, This is from the press release. In a holocaustic future world. That's a weird word. What? Right? That's not a yeah, word. a holocaustic. A holocaustic. Post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic future world, perpetually at war, where failure to conform is the ultimate crime. Winston Smith, played by John Hurt, rewrites history books and finds himself dreaming of escaping from the all-seeing eyes of the authorities. He embarks on a passionate and illegal affair with a young woman, Suzanne Hamilton, but they are soon caught and Smith undergoes a nightmarish brainwashing at the hands of Chief Inquisitor O'Brien, Richard Burton, while he listens to some Eurythmic songs. Um, yeah, so that's the plot. So uh, should we watch the trailer? Have either of you read the book? No. I'm an ignoramus, oh I haven't read the book. But really, like, I know like, you don't read books, but it's, it's a short book. It's, it's so, it's yeah, so good. We were made to w- read like fucking Animal Farm in school and that just No, it's way better Animal Farm. You know what it's I mean? W- no, it's an incredible book. Okay, I'll, watch, I'll read it. You won't, can but you get after it on, we watch you get it on film. audio book? Well, of course, I should think so, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to do that. It's that's because that's how I read my books, all right? Okay, good. Well, just make sure <laughs> you do. Get off my back, all right? And do it before you watch the film. Do it before you watch the film, because the twist in the book is... Oh, it's heartbreaking. Anyway, let's watch the trailer then. The world we are preparing, Winston, is a constant victory, a constant triumph. You're beginning to accept it. You'll soon welcome it. And finally, become part of it. Ended, just black for ages. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that the end? It seems to go on way longer. This trailer. I, I think it's just yeah, a yeah. Brazil's one of my favourite films. Yeah, yeah Brazil is a lot. Nine eighty four. Have either of you seen this film? No, I haven't seen this either. The book of the film of the year of the year. Yeah, yeah. Well, they went wrong, were they? No, it's clever marketing, really. Yeah, good synergy, good good brand synergy. Yeah, it's a pity that. Um, they didn't wait till 2001 to make 2001, isn't it? Because <laughs> Kubrick could have been dead. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. So, so Ridley uh... Scott made the advert of the computer of the book of the film of the year. Yeah. 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 Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that's next week on the SFRS. Uh, let's hand you back to the past. Bye. Bye. And we're back. Um, thanks for telling us about that. Yeah, so 1984 is our 100th film to go into the list. Join us next time for that celebration. And Were we all born in 84? No, no. I, was, I was born in like 1963. <laughs> <laughs> the year Night of the Leopards came out. Yeah, Alex was uh, in, uh, in Them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me and that guy, that me doctor. and that Victorian guy, they hang yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> me, me, him, and and uh, what's it? The guy that wrote Peter Pan, Jay and Barry. Yeah, we're all hanging out. Are you an, are you an, are you an 80s child, Alex? You're not, are you? Yeah. Well, I was born in '78, so, so you're yes. not. No, well, you're, you're not. not. <laughs> no. Well, I'm not in the '70s, aren't you? Well, I was a child. Got in an eight 80s. in it. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm from the 70s. 70s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he walks around in flares. Saturday like, Night Fever, can we do that? <laughs> That's why I champion all these 70s sci-fis, it's because they're from my era, see? This is, makes all, it makes all sense now, Yeah. why I like 2001 so much. But, uh, right, Alex, so, um, you've got a piece of paper in front of you, it's got some things called Twitter, Twitter and Facebook, you probably don't know about those. Well, you just, you just read what we've prompted you with. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I've never heard of these things, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, they're all uh, at SF Rating Systems, so that's easy. Yeah. But if you want to be like Alexander and you want to send us a film that we have to watch, because we had to watch this, so if you want to make Chris mad and make him waste an hour and a half of his life, then email us at sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail.com and you, we'll have to watch it, because we do. Well, um, I mean, there, some stuff's when we're not watching. It's really crap. <laughs> well, if we'd never seen it, we'd give it a go. So find a film we've never seen. Yeah. yeah, pick something we'd give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if we've and... seen it and we know it's really crap, we're not going to see it. We're not going to watch it. But that uh, one, yeah. that one yeah. got under the radar. Well done, Alexander. <laughs> uh, and we've got a tiny bit of feedback about the them episode. Okay. Oh, um, listener Colin. Hi, Colin. I says, uh, I don't think Chris was taking it too seriously this week. He was giddy as fuck. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just turned into a mockery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, was, I was experimenting with a new style. Right, okay. D- well, I'll take I, back I to, is that I negative think... feedback on that style? No, 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 I've only heard good things about the then episode, to be honest. It was okay. well received, so, yeah. Good. I mean, I've literally good. only heard that. I was just sassing, <laughs> sassing the 100%, film. 100%, 100% good feedback from one person. Yeah. Well done. We were just taking the piss out of it, like, constantly, so it was pretty good. I thought I thought I, I, I came away with good vibes from that one. Yeah, a, yeah. a looser style. That's good. See, that's the yeah. thing, we mix it up, don't we, here? So, yeah. yeah. This week's has been one of those sighing episodes. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can only work with what you're given, can't you? Yeah. Um, brilliant. Right, anything to plug? No, everything's all good, isn't it, I think? What do I think? Um, no, not at the moment. Uh, um, well, okay. Well, we'll see you next time for 984. Good night. Bye. Good luck. Bye. See you. Bye. See you.